JoeVertigan.com. This is another Mike Randerson podcast series. And when we left off, we talked about the Grand National Sportsman Division on dirt uh, evolving into the Mid-American Series. But, you know, in 1992, um, you had sold Randercar Racing uh, to your nephew, Jim Randerson. And you went to work at Oshkosh Trucks. So for the first time in probably quite a while, your full-time occupation was not racing related. What kind of an adjustment was that? Joe, an adjustment, uh, I don't know how to even put words to it, but um, I, I just got to, I want to add a little something here about my Rander car years. You know, as you go along, you set goals for yourself. And to be real honest with you, Joe, uh, I guess I was physically worn out, like we talked about before, mentally sure. worn down. But the other component of it all was that I had attained pretty much the goals that I had set going in, and I just, it was just time to move on. Sure. You know, many people don't understand, well, how could you sell that business when it was flourishing and doing what it was? But that's the reason. You know, I guess maybe that's just the way I'm wired. I know you're wired that way, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it, it, along those lines, we've always talked this sport's very hard to be a part-timer um, in it, in, no matter what capacity you're doing. I know in, in my corner, my wife's very supportive, my wife Kim, and you had to have Phyllis in your corner, I would imagine, for the time. And, and I think of the long nights, we wrote about them in all these books with the bear and everybody else. Uh, uh, she had to be a pretty patient soul and very supportive of everything you did, right? Oh, Joe, she was. There was never a question that Phyllis <laughs> right. was going to be behind me. I mean, sure. If I, I don't know how I couldn't have, um, I couldn't have done that any of it. I don't think without no, you know, All when right. you know that you can count on somebody being there if you fall backwards, absolutely, uh, that they're going to catch you. Well, that's how I felt with Phyllis. There was never a doubt, Joe. So, sure. Yeah. So anyway, Joe, January twentieth, uh, I can remember walking out of the shop. I worked till 9 o'clock the night before I went to work for Oshkosh Truck, January 19th. Sure. And I can remember setting my tools down and walking out of there, and Joe, it was semi-traumatic, I'll tell you. I bet. I mean, yeah. that was that's something you had built up, uh, you know, starting in the 70s. That had to be something else. It, wow. It, it was. You know, and I know a lot of people change jobs and what have you, but for me it was a big deal, you know, and... Uh, I can remember getting in my car January 20th uh, and heading for Oshkosh to start my career there. And I felt like a kid in going to first grade, Joe, to be honest. <laughs> sure, I, I can imagine that had to be hard. <laughs> yeah. So, but the people at Oshkosh, I can't say enough for. I mean, Oshkosh Truck Corporation really gave me my bachelor's degree, sure. so to speak, for oh, free. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, when I went to work there, um, I was what they would call a warranty slash service administrator. And what that person did would be to assist engineering with field problems with a truck. Okay. And uh, the other thing was you would yay or nay warranty claims you okay. know, that customers would have. And so they were coming out with a brand new truck. It was a refuse truck. And um, it was supposed to be a state-of-the-art truck it, it would pick up recyclables and pick up trash, 
with the same truck. Okay. Back in those days, they used two separate trucks to sure. do that. And yep. recycling was just coming to be. Right, at that right. Time. Well, I was there just for a few days what, until I got a look at the truck. They had the truck pretty much completed at that time, and I looked at the truck, and I came back to Dave Schneider, who was my boss. Sure. And I just shook my head because the truck was way too complicated for the environment it was going into. Right. The shops were used to working on very simple trucks. Sure. With manual hydraulics on them and right. stuff. This thing was electrical hydraulics. Okay. It had a, a computer system on board that would yay or nay certain functions to happen at the same time and whatever. And it was a mechanical nightmare. We had a lot of trouble with the truck. But sure. Anyway. So these are trucks that were used all over the country? Yeah, we didn't sell that many of them. Okay. Uh, thank goodness. Because yeah. Because they were pretty problematic right but anyway the refuse group did come out with some other trucks going along uh, down the years and so uh, you know um, that part of my involvement at Oshkosh allowed me to really rub shoulders with the engineering department more sure. and more and and it came to pay off later on in my Oshkosh career but along about 1995 Joe um, the inventive juices for racing components were flowing again. Sure. Oh, yeah. And Joe, you know, sometimes when you look at a forest, you can see it better from the outside in than you can from the inside out. I've been there. And, I know what you're talking yeah, about. And that was exactly the case. And so the IMCA modifieds uh, were just getting really strong at that time. And there was so many components that I could think of that would help an IMCA modified, especially with traction. They used a small tire and whatever. So let's go back to, Dave. that's where Dave Schneider, I think, comes in. He's run these cars before. Yeah. Uh, was Dave kind of an influence in that a little bit or not really? No, not no? really. Not no? really. Okay. At that time, um, my Oshkosh truck and my other inventive juices thing were totally divorced from each other. The, Oshkosh truck was, you know, uh, 7 to 5, and uh, right. the, the racing stuff would be after that. Gotcha. But anyway, so we started Right Foot Performance Products at that time. When you say we, who does that all involve at the time? I, okay. Yeah. And so um, the first product that we come out with was a uh, anti-roll bar adjuster for the asphalt cars. Okay. And um, that has become... The standard is still in use today sure. across the country, Joe. Right. Um, and the, the New England Modifieds use it, Asphalt Late Models use it, whatever. So that was really a, a, a good product. And what happened was here I sit now, I don't have any marketing arm. Right. You know, I get this stuff done, well, what am I going to do with it? Okay. Well, luckily, Joe... Um, during my tenure at Randercar, several catalog houses were just growing and getting bigger and bigger. Sure. One of them was American Fabricating Company, AFCO it was called, out okay. of Boonville, Indiana. Sure. Another one was, of course, uh, Motor State Distributing yep. out of Michigan. 
And another one was, um, well, it was Port City Racing at that time, and now it's Kaiser Racing Products. Gotcha. But a guy by the name of Scott Kaiser. So I knew Scott Kaiser, and I knew Dick Corman really good from uh, AFCO. Sure. And uh, so I sent some stuff to them guys to look at. And they looked at it. They said, do you care if we put it out in the field and test it? Oh, of course, go ahead. Sure. Well, they come back, test results were really good. Sure. I said, well, let's strike a deal. So anyway, you know, product after product after product, we use that formula, so to sure. speak. And um, so we built a bunch of stuff for AFCO, for Scott Kaiser, for Motor State Distributing. And we ended up being the best kept secret in town because they were marketing this stuff under their own brand name okay instead of mike ah. randerson they didn't know nobody knew where it came from sure phyllis and i just to give you an example as this thing grew and phyllis would spend all week generating she would deal with the suppliers okay all the vendors that we sure. had the laser cutters, the machine shop, the plating shop. Was whatever. this stuff all done locally? Yep. Okay. Yeah. We sourced the stuff pretty much locally, within a 50-mile radius. Sure. And she would uh, she would order and get all of the sub-assemblies or the components lined up. And right. And I'd get off the airplane on a Friday night, and we'd spend all weekend, her and I, and I had one guy that would come and help me. Sure. Putting parts together so we could fill orders. Oh, wow. I'd be on the airplane again on Monday morning to go who knows where. Sure. So you traveled and, a lot with your oh, job. Yeah. And so she, uh, <laughs> I'd, we'd load all the boxes to, in the back of the pickup truck, and then she would back the pickup truck up to the semi when it come out in front of the yard. Oh, sure. We would always laugh, Jewel, because we were doing this in the third stall of our garage oh, wow. at home you know wow sure and we said boy we hope people never come to see where yeah. this stuff is coming from <laughs> humble beginnings and yeah. it's starting over but yeah. wow that's yeah. incredible yeah. so was was this asphalt stuff then with right foot or more so on the dirt because it, it was about a 50 50 split Joe. okay yeah we uh we come out with uh uh, uh what we call an xl d cell system and uh which um was for asphalt cars that made the car get in the corner better right and get off the corner better and uh and you know our dirt stuff like it was about a 50 50 mix sure and we just kept expanding the product line and uh you know uh it was really heartwarming phyllis and i would take time off and go to the pri show okay and um when we went to the PRI show, they had a couple years, it was typically in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yep. And uh, Indianapolis, if you remember, Jody, had a rebuilder exhibition center, and so they couldn't have it for a couple years. Right. And it was moved down to uh, Orlando, Florida. Okay. And uh, so Phyllis and I went both to Indianapolis and to Orlando to this show. And we walk around the show floor, and I mean the chassis builders and stuff. We look at chassis. Our stuff was on so many different cars down there. That had to be kind of heartwarming, making oh, a little bit of pride. Joe, it was fantastic. Sure. And I had people that, you know, helped me along, like Fran Presti. 
Oh yeah. I don't know if that name rings a bell. Five star, you five bet. Five star Absolutely. bodies. Fran, um, he would put all my stuff on his show cars there oh, at, at nice. the PRI show. And of course, I mean, their their booth commanded big traffic. Oh. People were there all the time. All so the time. This stuff got a lot of, of uh, play. And Scott Kaiser, too. At, uh, he, he was involved. Scott Kaiser, it was Scott Kaiser slash Port City Racing. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, he did a really good job at the PRI show. Nice. Um, and so we built some really nice displays for him to sure. show, showcase the parts and that. So. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll pause there and uh, we'll continue on.